Welcome to the latest episode of the Can I Kick It Soccer podcast. I am your host, Nico, and I am joined by an alive but barely breathing Jared Gossel. Jared, it's, it's a tough one for you, but, uh, you know, we're going to have to get through it. Yeah, I am, I am the human equivalent of the not great Bob gif. I'm not even podcasting from my desk right now. I am rolled in a very comfortable white blanket. I look like a human burrito. Um, I just ate a bunch of Chinese food to eat the sadness away. I had probably the worst two-day stretch of of sports that most people could have. I, I fit more misery in those two days than most would put in a lifetime, so that's neat. Um, other than that, I'm, I'm, I'm great, Nico. How are you, buddy? I'm... Uh... <laughs> To counter the vibes, I'm pretty good. I, I mean, no complaints. Weird weekend in the Prem. Uh, and we'll get to just about all of it. And then obviously this week, you're getting hit with a podcast early in the week, which means one thing, one thing only. Cue the goddamn music. The Champions League is back. Uh, that is thrilling, uh, especially after kind of going a week, you know, weeks of just like Carabao or no games and then an international break, and now we finally kind of get the full schedule. So that's great news. We'll preview some of the big games, and by preview we mean we'll just mention them and see what we have to think there. Uh, but we're going to dive right into it. First game, biggest game, uh, obviously Everton 2, Liverpool 2. Big story, Virgil van Dijk has torn his ACL. He is out for what is most likely the rest of the season. Um, Pickford's challenge pretty gross challenge took out his knee uh, no red card because of a kind of a loophole in the rule where he's he's offside so technically it's not a foul uh, and we'll get into that in just a second um, Liverpool did score a winner in the end and I, I don't know why, why it wasn't a goal we'll get into that in just a second because I, I want you to kind of get all your thoughts in here in just a second you don't want um, all you don't want all my thoughts I'll filter through like four percent of them <laughs> <laughs> just as to give everyone a heads up I was trying to text Jared this weekend and he just wasn't responding <laughs> to nope. the point where like we're in a couple group chats you weren't responding and I think I had to check in I was like you good like are you at, like is everything okay like you know, but I kind of want to hear your thoughts, starting not just from, like, we'll obviously get an event. Like, I also want to hear your thoughts about the game and kind of the future of, of what this team will have to be in, in order to be a successful season. But just kind of give me your, your, your thoughts in, in, uh, in, a, in a digestible manner, if you can. So just we'll talk big picture first really quickly. Um, rest of the season, obviously a title charge now feels very borderline impossible. Again, weird season, so you never know, but I... I, if I was a betting man, which I, which I am, I would not put my money on Liverpool. Top four is a success. Um, 
obviously you have to you know you have to alter expectations now um but yeah i would say i would say top four is is the expectation that they should hit um so that that that's sort of big picture what i'm thinking um in terms of the style of play i think there's a chance that you sort of that you sort of see them go back to what they were pre-Van Dyke, which is just all out, go forward, forget about sitting back, let's just go and just try to outscore everybody, which, you know, based on the talent that they have, will will be good enough to get them into the top four if they just if you know if they do that and they pick their spots correctly. Now for the game. Awesome game. Awesome. Outside of the, the the two incidents that we're about to talk about, awesome game. A lot of fun. Two very good teams. Liverpool clearly the better team, but that was to be expected anyways. Everton played much better than most people probably would have expected. So it was a great game. Now for the incidents. Jordan Pickford should be arrested. That's... That's my first, second, and third thought, is that Jordan Pickford deserves to be arrested. Uh, the Adam Schefter assault tweet came up onto my timeline. Um, that's where you know. That's how you know where Liverpool fans' heads are at. Um, in all seriousness, it's, it's a horror challenge. I saw some rumors today from, like, Sport and Mail or whatever the hell it's called that uh, the ref didn't, the VAR assistant was too busy looking at the offsides to think about a red card. I don't think that's real. I don't trust anything that the British tabloids put out there, to be honest. But no, it's, I mean, it, it's a clear red. There's a reason that that challenge is, is illegal. Anybody, everybody gets sent off for that challenge if they make it in the, in the field of play. I think Pickford, I think Pickford sort of got the benefit of being a goalkeeper with that offside situation just in the sort of sense where you know the old soccer saying you know that's a foul anywhere on the pitch but inside the box it's sort of the opposite that's a red card and for anybody but a goalkeeper in that exact scenario um so it has to be it has to be a red card he's got to get retroactive punishment he just does listen if i've seen I've seen less severe challenges get retro is more what I'm thinking. So he should be, he should be out a few games, three to five. If it's more, if it's more than three, I would be stunned, but I'd say the standard three. Um, now for the disallowed goal at the end with the offsides, it is so stupid because if you use the angle and the lines that they are using, it's not offsides. No part of his body is offsides. In in any discernible, clear view, not a single part of his body is offsides. The weird thing for me is that the line actually doesn't look even. And I think if it was even in parallel, I actually think it would clearly show an offsides, at least you know with a shoulder. So it's weird. If it, the more I look at it, the more I see that it doesn't look parallel. But I might just be speaking conspiracy theories here. I might just be in a bad mental space. You never know. But I don't. I don't. The way that they showed the lines and the way that it looked on the field, I cannot believe that that was disallowed. I I just can't. So uh, listen, don't get rid of VAR. Anybody saying get rid of VAR is just an idiot or biased or speaking in the heat of the moment. 
VAR is a good thing. It is used so horrendously, so horrifically. We've talked about it for the last year plus now, you and I, and pretty much every every major soccer podcast, every major soccer website. It's used horribly. The rules are horrible. It's an absolute joke the way that it's officiated. Keep VAR, but me, honestly, if you, if you have to get rid of a VAR for a year to figure out exactly how it should be used and the right way to use it, then do it because the long term is much more important. But it's ridiculous how it's used in any situation that is not an offsides for any team. It's not a bias against one team or another. It's just that the rule is stupid. The way that they use it is stupid and insane to me. And something has to be done about it. This isn't the breaking point. My breaking point was months ago with this, with other incidents. But it, it just it, now it just keeps getting worse. It, it keeps getting worse, and the incidents keep getting more high profile, and nothing's being done about it. So, but that that's sort of my wrap up, my thoughts on on the game, the incidents, all that in general. You got anything you want to add on that? Yeah, I I do. Um, the the Pickford challenge is really bad. Um, what sucks is that it's technically not a foul, technically. In the terms of like, the play is nullified. But at the same time, if you commit a challenge like that, like that's violent conduct. Like that is whether it's in play or not, whether the play is nullified or not, that is a red card. Like if that happened after a play, on anywhere else in the field, that's a straight red card. I understand why he didn't get a red card initially because they were probably too focused on the offside. And then when they were just like, all right, he's offside, then the, the challenge doesn't matter. They probably didn't even like digest, like, they probably didn't even look at the challenge. They probably were just like, uh, like, oh, it's a bad challenge, whatever. But they didn't like, I guess they didn't look at it enough because that is really bad. Um, but with that being said, at the same time, like, their needs, listen, they fucked up. Um, the problem with, the British in general sometimes is like they stick with these things and they dig themselves a hole. They can't like admit that like we messed up. We're going to go back and do the right thing here. No, they're kind of like, we're going to set the, pre- like this is the precedent. We're going to continue to go with the decisions we made, even if the decisions are wrong. Like he should get a ban. Now I don't think the ban should be more than three games. In my opinion, I think it should be three to five. He is a goalkeeper. Like, you know, it, I don't know if that matters, but in my opinion, it's like, all right, like three games is probably enough. Because there's been a lot of worse challenges that haven't gotten these types of suspensions. And I know that's not an excuse, but like when you start setting a precedent of massive suspensions for these challenges, then all of a sudden people are going to be calling for bans on any red card or any challenge going forward. This should be a, like, it's just like, I don't know. I mean, it, you have to, you have to, you have to punish him re- regardless I saw something in there that I hated from fans calling that like he should like I think it was Julian Loren who said he should get the suspension for however long that Van Dyke's injured for. Stupid. That that is the single stupidest thing. And I went on a Twitter fight with someone. It's I mean now all of a sudden you're 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 correlating two things that don't consequent to each other. That challenge could have happened, and oh if he doesn't catch him that badly and his leg doesn't lock and he sprains an ankle, like. Then what's and then what's the point of the rule, right? Now it's just it's that it's such an insane thought process. I'm not even I don't even go down that road really. 
Right. I mean, like, basically, if, if he goes in with studs up, then it's a red card. But just because it's not studs up and it's a dangerous challenge in a different manner, he wouldn't get the... Uh, it, it's banana land to me. Yeah. Anyway, continue. Yeah. Um, and then the offside is... I mean, what are we doing? Like, what are, what, we, do- what are we, we doing? That's an excellent question, Nico. What are we doing? Like, why are we... First of all, why, we shouldn't be doing lines. Go to the best replay... Look at it with your eyes. If it's offside, he's offside. If you don't know if he's offside, then it's not clear and obvious. It should be that simple. It should take 30 seconds. You go to the monitor. You look at it. Is he offside or not? If you can't decide within 30 seconds to a minute, it's not obvious. Keep the call on the field. Boom. That's what like most other VAR. Like The MLS doesn't start drawing lines. The Bundesliga doesn't start drawing lines and different angles and like red and blue and what side's on what side. It's like... What are we doing? Like, oh, yeah. The one thing I want to say, and it, it, it gets brought up legitimately every single time that there's an incident with VAR, as it should, by the way, is how well the Australian League, for instance, the Australian League, the clip at the Australian League, where you literally hear the VAR official and the ref talking back and forth and going through their thought process. There needs to be transparency. The refs already don't talk to the media. They don't talk to anybody. That they're not, and they're not allowed. It's not their fault. They're not allowed right. to. There has to be some sort of transparency because it's 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 asinine. It's asinine that you can't keep people in the loop, or I mean, things you can't handle thing everything in retrospect. That doesn't make things right. That doesn't fix issues. If no. anything, that only makes people matter. So right. I, like, yeah. imagine if they came out right now and we're like, we got the call wrong. People would be like. Get it fucking right in the beginning. Like if you if you have if you look back on it and get the call wrong, you were literally had the opportunity to look back on the call as it was happening. Like, but anyway, I, the offside thing is getting so out of hand that at this point, like, uh, they're insane not to be like we have to fix something now. Like they're gonna get to the point where it's like we'll we'll solve it for next season. Like, that's not how you solve problems. If there's a problem, you solve it. It's to me, it's that simple, and they need to solve this problem. Um, in in regards to the game, I mean, and the outlook for Liverpool, it's it's not good. But I will say this: having Klopp as the manager helps a lot right now. If there's anyone that can get these guys believing they can do it without Van Dyke, it's Klopp. And I'm not ready to rule Liverpool out until I see them play without Van Dyke. You know what I, you know what I mean? Like I don't want to I don't want to count this team out because you don't you don't count this team out. Like City City, I know they lost by a lot last year to you guys to, to Liverpool, but without Laporte and stints without De Bruyne, they they still played well enough. Where in any many other seasons they could have made a better chase. Um, so I'm not ready to count them out doesn't look good that being said i mean they've already conceded the most goals in the premier league and now they lose the best defender we've seen in decades um yeah so yeah i mean it doesn't look good but at the same time it's there's you can make a move in january if you really need to you have a guy like fabinho who can who can drop back bases you made offseason moves well, this, in the midfield well this is whatever this is what all liverpool fans were nervous about and this is why i was like a little bit hesitant to award them the big winners of the offseason is they moved on from Lovren, which was the right thing to do, but they never replaced him. They said Fabinho is the fourth center back, and now all of a sudden we're facing a universe in which either Fabinho plays week in, week out, out of position, 
while while being one of the best central defensive midfielders in the world, mm-hmm. and you're not playing him in the in that position, or you roll the dice with Joel Matip and Joe Gomez, two fine players, by the way. Joe Gomez is in a horrible run of form, but he's a good, he's a damn good center back. But both players have very well-known injury issues, and we wanted a fourth center back. We didn't get one. Obviously, listen, you can't have everything that you want every offseason. That's just not the way that the world works, especially this offseason. But now it's it's coming back to bite them, and they're gonna have to they're gonna have to buy or loan somebody in January. And clubs know they're gonna be desperate, and they are they're gonna rack the price up. And anyway, anyways, that's en- that's enough about Liverpool. That felt good, but I think we should move on. And I will say this: uh, you gotta relax, people. Van Dyke's not dead. I mean, some of the like hold on, messages hold on, hold, were almost hold. as if don't pull the Gundogan thing up. You know, you know that's where I was going, right? Yeah, of course. But of that course. was different. If if they came out and wore short shirts for him, I would love that for Van Dyke. I love that. I love the I Gundogan thing. I, I, think... I hated that, and I, I again, you're you're not wrong about the messaging. By the way, it's yeah. ridiculous. He didn't die. He tore an ACL. Yeah, but but. I but. would, I would be, I would be, I would still be as embarrassed if we did something like Gundogan, and it, it's a cool showing of team spirit, but it's me, it's really corny. <laughs> yeah, no, I understand that. But anyway, we'll we'll, we'll move on because we'll, I'm sure we'll be talking about Liverpool a lot this year because kind of seems like that's where a lot of the storylines might end up coming from if if they can't like if they do fall off or if they don't fall off. Like either way it's going to be really interesting to see how that operates. Chelsea three, Southampton three, Chelsea's defense are who we thought they were. They conceded a late equalizer. Um but I mean this team is just is just they don't know how to defend. Yeah, and that's that's what we knew that coming in. We knew that we knew that coming into the They season. are who we thought they were. It's not it's not a grand revel, revelation that Chelsea yeah. can't defend. We we knew that coming into the season and one thing I'll ask one thing I'll ask about this for you is tell me do, is could Lampard find himself on the hot seat this season? I think he's on the hot seat now. It's, I love I love that because I remember last year I remember last season you and I were doing our which coach is going to get sacked first. You picked OGS. I I picked Frank Lampard. We were both wrong. Neither of them got the sack, and now Lampard might actually get it before him. Or I mean, they I both you, might get sacked this year. I don't think I don't he think will he, either. And I I, th- I think it's really funny that people are talking about that after him being anointed the next great young manager four oh. months ago. I mean, I'm sure he's going to be a great manager. I'm actually very high on his man managerial career, possibly. But like realistically, what has he done? Like they had a good year last year, but like. Isn't that, I think he, I think he's a good manager, but you don't spend that much money and then not be good. And if you're not good, then you're on listen. The listen, the year before he got the Chelsea job, that that Derby team, I think, underperformed. They did. That I mean, that's a team that should have been promoted on the talent that they had alone on loans. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he overachieved last season. So maybe yeah. it's you know maybe it's some sort of just like you got to ride the roller coaster a little bit with him. Who knows? Yeah. We'll have to see. Uh, Man City 1, Arsenal 0. City should have had more, probably. It should have been a higher-scoring game on both ends, in my opinion. Arsenal played well. Uh, but this is something that's going to make me way too optimistic. City winning a 1-0 game does not happen very often. And it's making me believe, and I don't like it. 
but Ruben Diaz is so friggin' good at this point. I don't even know if he's good or it's just the fact that we haven't had another center back to actually like another capable center back. <laughs> All I've known for the for years now, even with company towards the end, because it was uh, many points, it was pre Laporte. Like the mistakes between Stones, Otamendi, and a guy like Mangala, like you just like it's just calamitous. So. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I loved this game. It was a great game to watch if you're a City fan. But at the same time, like, finishing. I mean, who would have thought that the biggest issue City might have is finding goals? Uh, and a good win without De Bruyne as well. But I'm getting a little nervous about where the goals come from. Uh, but you know what? The, the amount of attacking talent is there. They just need to execute. Um, and then Aguero. Mm-hmm. We'll touch on this briefly. Uh, you don't touch a ref, regardless. Like, you just don't touch a ref. Like, you learn that in almost day one in friggin' third grade soccer. You just don't touch the ref. Unless the ref is, like... Like, unless there's some clear establishment where, like, you're maybe mimicking a play you had and you're showing the ref something or whatever it might be. Or maybe getting an attention, possibly. But you just don't... A, you don't, you don't touch the ref. B, you don't touch the ref by the neck. You don't grab. You don't do anything. Also, the fact that she's a woman made it fucking weird and made it very awkward, okay? I don't think Aguero went up to her and did something necessarily, like, demeaning with intent, but whenever you grab a woman, immediately, you just, red flag, you just don't grab a woman. Bottom line. And to me, it's like a combination of both, and I think they're separate issues. Um, But yeah, that's kind of where I stand. Yeah, I mean, I have nothing really to say on the game. For the record, so everybody knows, I watched after after the depressing, depressing Everton Liverpool issues with me. I watched almost no soccer, with the exception of that Spurs West Ham finish. So I'm I, obviously I saw the Aguero incident; it's a big talking point. So we need to talk about that. Listen, manager, managers especially, managers, players, everybody gets sent off all the time for being condescending to referees. They just do. And especially when you factor in the fact that she's a woman, and you don't treat people differently no matter race, gender, whatever. That being said, you don't do this. You simply don't do this. You don't put your hands on a woman. You don't... Even if intent goes out the window. Intent goes out the window. It might be habit where Aguero just walks up and touches people on the shoulder and says, all right, like, uh, thanks for the call, he's like whatever. He's Latino. He's from South America. They're very, like... Yeah, you know, they're, they're hands. Like, they can be handsy sometimes. Yeah, I'm, but, I'm like, Hispanic. It's not... I get it. Right. Exactly. You're Hispanic. <laughs> you get it. But, listen, we're... Intense irrelevant. It's, it's a condescending thing. It just is. It, it is. It looks very condescending. It's a bad look. Even, again... Intent just does not matter in this situation. It's something that you don't do. You don't do it. You don't touch a ref. You don't touch a woman. And it, you know, it doubles down, especially when you're on, you know, when you're on camera. If you have an issue, you say it to the face and you walk away. That's the way that everybody does it with refs all the time. And if they do more, they get sent off. So, I, I mean, I vividly remember Liverpool, Man City, and the Champions League when Pep got sent off at halftime for yelling at refs. Yeah. And that, that, it was because he was being condescending and an ass. And you know what? 
this it's the same it's the same thing it's it's different animal same beast yeah. i mean I, you just you don't do I, that and i also think a big issue is he hasn't come out and said anything uh, and the pep statement stunk but I'll, then again like just I don't even... Just apologize. It's so easy to apologize. And you should never put yourself in a situation where you have to apologize. But if you are in that situation, just do it. What is the harm? What is wrong with saying, you know what? I we messed didn't up. See it. We didn't see it that way, but it's messed up. If she was offended, if there's any offense that was taken, we sincerely apologize. It's not right, and we will handle this internally. That's right. it. It's right. so easy. Yeah. And, and yeah, it's, I mean, we could go down the road with this, but it's, yeah, I mean, it's, it sucks. And <clears throat> almost in a way it's like, this sounds, might sound wrong, but hear me out. Like I'm kind of happy if it was anyone on city, it was Aguero because it's like really hard to hate Aguero. And he's like such a nice loving like guy. If it was like Pep who did that, that would have been really bad. Because Pep is kind of an asshole in a way. You know what I mean? Like, Pep is very mean to officials. But for him to, like, I don't know, it sounds messed up. But, like, no, out of all the people listen, I would have this situation happen right. to, it's the, like, most innocent, nicest human being. He probably had no idea for, like, 48 hours that this was an issue, which is a problem because that's ignorance. But, like, I mean, friggin' Sergio Aguero. And, yeah, it's just so fucked up. You just don't touch. You just don't. You just don't do that. It's that simple. And anyone making it out to be, oh, well, don't women want equality? Well, women also don't want to be touched by men. Doesn't that seem pretty simple? Yeah, they don't want to be touched by men. They want to be treated as equals, and they don't want to be talking down to. And and Aguero's actions broke all three of those cardinal rules. If he grabbed me by the neck right there, I would have been like, yo, dude, don't touch me. Right, I would have, I would have been like, listen, we're, do, we're like, I'm doing my job, you're doing your job. This is, this has nothing to do with it. It's ri- ridiculous. So, yeah, it is. Man City's got to, Man City's got to clean this up a little bit. Which sucks here. now because if it's they say something now, then it's too late. So they really dug themselves into a hole. So. Of course. Um, Newcastle won, Manchester United four. Not much to take away other than the fact that I had Newcastle plus one, and United decided to score three of their four goals in the final five or ten minutes to win the game. Um, they should have. It should have been. Two or three, one, but and it should have been a lot earlier. They just saved the goals for the end, I guess. Uh, yeah, I mean that's the result that they need. Like, that's the result that you would expect them to have a Manchester United team to have, uh, and it could have easily been one-one if you think about it. But they they pulled through. They got the three points, um, and then they have to face Chelsea this upcoming weekend, which is going to be pretty pretty difficult. Uh, luckily, I think they have the week. They don't have. They don't play in the Champions. Maybe they do. I don't. I don't remember. But we'll get to that in just a second. Um, Sheffield won. Fulham won. Thank God I didn't wake up on Sunday morning to watch that. That sounded like a really bad game to watch. Palace won. Brighton won. Actually, a, a decent game to watch. Um, and then we got the the try draw with Spurs three, West Ham three. Three draws in a row on Sunday, which I thought was pretty funny. Um, this game is. Bananas. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, where do we start? (laughs) I mean, it's... Where do we start? We start with three goals in 15 minutes, and where do we end? We end with Spurs bringing on Gareth Bale, and then then conceding three goals right away. (laughs) (laughs) Plus minus in 15... In 18 minutes is minus three. Great and none of it was really his fault because he should have scored. 
Hey, but, listen, if you, t- if you told Gareth Bell on a golf course he was a minus three, he'd be like, oh, that's amazing. Like, good round. Good, good round. round. In 18 minutes. It's almost like it's perfect. 18 holes, 18 minutes, minus three. Um, yeah, I mean, this is an issue. Years Mourinho's been defensive, hold the lines, compact, good shape, together. And this team leaks goals, man. Like, they just concede as if they're, like, they just concede a ton. Um, it's the antithesis of a, of a Mourinho team. It really is. And I also think the biggest problem with this team is it's a bunch of betas. And I know I hate that term, but in a way, it's like, find me one guy on this team that is a leader or that you can throw on there, that can rally the troops. They all just feel like, and especially after watching the All or Nothing, they all just feel like a bunch of individuals playing for a club rather than a bunch of guys who are out there just being like, we're, 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 we're killers. We're going to go out there and we're going to get the result. It kind of feels like they're just, I don't know, they just don't feel like winners. No, and that was sort of the concern you know, going into the season was that they just, they don't have that. I don't want to call it an extra gear, but they just they sort of lose it a little bit. They lose their focus. Um, yeah, just not a very Mourinho quality esque team. But listen, that that Lanzini goal deserved to to level up or win any match. I mean, that was that was art. That was art. I have Unreal. nothing more to say about that. It's it is. And almost what's even better, the only thing that could possibly be better or just as good is the celebration from the team. Like, bodies hitting the floor. Uh, Moyes running out in pure shock. Uh, it was just, like, it, it was perfect. It was everything you wanted in, like, a, a, a late equalizer. I think it even hit the... It hit Loris, it hit the crossbar, and it hit the post, I think, before going in. It had everything. It, it just had everything. Um, I don't know what to say about Spurs at this point. Like we're just gonna, I think we're gonna get this type of game pretty often, and they do this. Like I remember, I think it was against West Ham last year. They went up three nothing, and then it was three two in a flash and late in the second half, and they held on. But I mean, what? How long are they gonna keep doing this for? Um, so it's it's definitely concerning, especially for a Mourinho team. Uh, Leicester zero, Villa one. Aston Villa are four and zero with the best goal differential in the Premier League. I have I have no response to that. <laughs> I have it's, no response to that. These 12 points might... They can cruise for the rest of the year. They're not going to get relegated now. I mean, it does make sense as to why they have the best goal differential in the league, and it steps to one match, and it'll probably be enough to carry them throughout the rest of the year, honestly. Yeah, so. I mean, it probably will. 4-0 is ridiculously impressive. Um, I mean, yeah, it's... What they're doing is like I don't know why they're doing it or how they're doing it. I can't really put my finger on it. Emiliano they're... Martinez is the signing of the season. I'll say it. He'll I mean, be the signing. He'll go down as the signing of the season. I cannot believe Arsenal let him go over Leno. And I I like I, I rate it. I mean it I makes sense. Leno. I rate Leno. Sense. I really do. But God, Martin, it it does. Listen, if you if you had you have to raise funds obviously, and they had some high profile guys coming in and. Yada yada yada. So they did have to sell a goalkeeper, obviously. But the way he finished out that season last year, man, and the way he started this season for Villa, he's the signing of the season for me. I'll say it. I'll say it for now. 
I mean, it's it's a, it's a bold take, but it's definitely not like a bad take. And I only want to say it's bold because it's early. Um, West Brom zero, Burnley zero. No comment. Uh, final game of the slate was uh, on Monday. Leeds zero, Wolves one. Uh, Raul Jimenez on the score sheet, of course. Leeds had a great first half. Should have scored. Uh, let kind of Wolves control the game more in the second half. And uh, it was a great game to watch, though, which was which was nice. Um, any thoughts? No, I got nothing. Raul Jimenez just can't stop scoring, and he's crushing my fantasy team. So love it. It's, it's great. Makes two of us right there. Uh, Champions League this week. Holy shit. Uh, we're only going to touch briefly on the big matches because it's hard uh, to... It's hard to uh, kind of dive into matches between two teams that are weird, right? I don't know. Uh, Chelsea Sevilla, which is, in my opinion, maybe my favorite game of of uh, of the of the of the first batch, like the first day of games. Uh, it sounds crazy with I think PSG United playing. Um, it's but gonna be a def- deeply. Com- it's gonna be a deeply competitive game. It, I, these are two teams. I think. I, I think Sevilla are the better team. I think this is a perfect spot for Sevilla. I think uh, they're more compact. They're great defensively. Chelsea just can't defend at all. I think that's a perfect recipe for success for Sevilla. They're European friggin' merchants. And um, I mean, I'm not gonna predict anything. But I mean, now I'll predict this one. I like Sevilla. Boom. There you go. Deal with it. Oh, good for you. I'm. T- I'm taking the draw. I'm going two two. Nice. Not bad. I think given that we have no idea how these teams are are going to travel and COVID restrictions and yada, 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 I think there's going to be a lot of draws to start out, as there usually are in the Champions League anyway, but I'm going to double down on that. So, yeah. uh, you know, uh, a lot of draws I'm expecting this weekend, this week, not weekend. It's Champions League. Jeez. Welcome. Welcome back. Welcome <laughs> back, Jared. Um, Lazio Dortmund. Interesting game. I want to say there's going to be nine goals in it, but then again, I don't know. Like you said, there's weird circumstances. Um, hopefully, Gio Reyna can get a little action in the Champions League, which would be awesome. I would actually assume he'd start, but that's just my American brain speaking. Uh, PSG will play Manchester United as a rematch to a few years ago when Ole Gunnar Solskjaer won the job. Uh, we shall that was see. that was the blank check game. That was the blank. That was the, uh, the Rio, Rio Ferdinand blank, blank check, check game. game. <laughs> Jinx. Um, also, a good listener of the pod and friend from my hometown, Alex DeMeo, Aston Villa fan, just texted me saying, "How much do you think Connor Cody is worth in this market?" He's worth. I said lot. forty. I was gonna. I was gonna say between thirty and forty. Yeah, well, there I you thought... go. And, I, and then I said maybe thirty to thirty-five. If it's a small yeah. club buy. Yeah, reliable. Listen, a reliable presence. Nothing too flashy. Nothing too great. Just comes in. Does a job, leaves, and that's that's all you need these days. I mean, Connor Cody's great. I love him. Scouser, the Scouser in our team. Yeah, I'm sure he's buzzing to to be get the the link there. Uh, Byron Atletico. That's what a <laughs> what a game there. I'd, I'd say this is gonna be fun, but at, at no point in in up until they lose, at no point am I gonna pick against Byron. <laughs> At, at no point, at no point will I see any, unless I actually see it on the field, Byron, 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 all the yep. Byron. Yep, yep, yep. And then we we finish off with Ajax and Liverpool is really the only other marquee game. Um, 
buddy. Uh, any, anybody's guess. As much as any other, as as much if not more than any of these other games because of the Van Dyke injury. Uh, as much of a crapshoot as you could possibly have in the Champions League, especially to open up. Um, where's the game? It's it's in it's in it's at Ajax, right? Am I crazy? It's in Amsterdam. Oh, it's in Amsterdam. It's in Amsterdam. Yeah. Oh God. Oh God. I would have gone. I would have found a way to go. Oh man, that hurts. <laughs> Why would you have been in Amsterdam right now? No, I would have. Once we drew Ajax in the Champions League, everybody, everybody on Liverpool Twitter was like, "I can't believe we don't get to take this road trip." But obviously, it's a little. Have you been? I've never, I've never been. Family's oh. been. I've never been. But great city, it, great I people bet. too. Like, like really nice people. I bet. So I, I you know what? I, I'm gonna pick the good people. I think, I think Ajax and the good people will get a win here. It is a good versus evil clash. Yeah. No, we're, we're we're I think with the Van Dyke injury, we're kind of like we're kind of the small guys. We're kind of we're we're, we're kind of actively in the good guys. We were, this, we're No, you know what we are? We're the we're the best friend in the movie who like wound up being a shitty person, but this is our redemption arc. This is the redemption arc. We are we are Prince Zuko. We're Prince I don't know. Zuko. I don't know to, what Shout out to Avatar. Shout out to Avatar the Last Airbender, but we're Prince Zuko. I don't know what Twitter timeline you've been looking at, but I will promise you that I don't think Liverpool's been covering themselves in glory since the Van Dyke injury. But that also it could be my timeline being that's it's very much your time being your timeline being cynical and picking out the worst of Liverpool Twitter. Trust me, and you're I could, getting I could, the best. Trust me, I could do the very same with City and Everton fans. Yeah, who were like but nasty, I also who were like, "Yay, injuries like Van Dyke, haha's and listen." I don't think that there were that many people from city's camp that were like and again blinders on but from everything i I kind of saw and the vibe i got like there's always going to be a handful of trolls but i think the overall like we're all in a way bummed like no one likes to like the van dyke thing had a like shades of dak prescott it was like no one wanted this to happen like i wanted liverpool to get hurt this year right but i wanted like normal injuries not possibly career changing yeah a couple of knocks like if jordan henderson tore his acl i'd be happy that's me and i don't like that i don't like that i'm I'm pulling that clip i'm pulling that clip (laughs) i'm kidding i'm kidding um but yeah no it doesn't matter we can go back and forth on the on the ethical timelines we can compare timelines all day i'm an eagles fan i shouldn't even be saying anything my timeline's bigger than your timeline um (laughs) <laughs> my time I follow be, way more time people than your timeline. <laughs> but no, oh, you don't know my timeline. She goes to another school. <laughs> okay, we've officially we've officially hit tangent territory. Uh-oh. Give me give me Ajax to win the game. Oh uh, God, ton of other games as well, but none of them are really that good. But it's just good to have a slate, a full Champions League slate. It's been over a year, um, so you know feels feels really really good. Uh, anything else before we go? No, I'm good, boss. Well, thanks. Uh, thanks for joining us through these hard times, Jared. Pain, pain. I'll get through, or or I won't, or I won't. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get I'm through together. Sure. I'm not sure what I'm feeling happier about at the minute, <laughs> getting through or not. <laughs> oh man. Well, listen. Thanks everyone for listening and stay kicking it. Peace.
peace Don't overthink it, keep it simple Spread love like a miracle